Registry Podcast, the podcast on Magento 2. For developers, by developers. Hosted by Peter Jaap Blaakmeer and Jesse Reitsma. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to the podcast, the registry number five, I guess, right? Yep. Uh, so yeah, there's uh, two Dutch guys, uh, Peter Jaap and uh, me, Jesse. Hello. Um, and we're going to talk about tech stuff, Magento stuff. Um, oriented for um, backend developers, I guess. Um, and in this episode, we're going to focus upon uh, CI/CD. Um, so b- basically, uh, maybe an introduction a little bit upon uh, what we understand of CI/CD, what it should be doing, and how it fits into our own businesses and um, and etc. Uh, but yeah, so Peter Jaap, you came up with the topic. <laughs> yeah, I think actually you did. <laughs> oh, I did, oh really. Uh, so actually, I, I have to admit that, that something else is uh, on my mind. Um, so you, you know the Swedish uh, chef, right? Um, yeah. Who, uh, who says like, uh, bork, 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 bork. Uh, have you heard about uh, the Finnish uh, ch- chef already? No. Hufa, 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 hufa. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's changing our, our agenda quite, quite a bit. Uh, the new front-ending uh, of uh, Willem Wigman and the um, Internet, uh, supported by Internet. So Hufa is, uh, is on the rise, but we're not to- going to talk about that. Th- that was the previous episode, right? Uh, number four was dedicated yeah. on, uh, on Hufa. Um, but yeah, so today talking about um, CI/CD. Yes. So, what is CI? <laughs> what is CI? Um, so, yes, CI CD is the combination of uh, continuous integration and continuous deployment. Um, those two topics are uh, a lot of the times combined, um, mentioned in, in one sentence CI CD. Yep. Um, but if you split them up, there are actually two parts. So, um, you have the continuous in- integration part and the continuous deployment part. So, let's start with continuous integration. What is continuous integration? No. Um, well, um, I'm not going to give a, a 100% correct definition, but I'll, I'll say what I um, interpret as CI, and I, I guess that resonates with most people. Um, continuous integration is where you, the part in your uh, code flow where you integrate all the different uh, lines of code, all the different packages, uh, all the other stuff you uh, combine and have written yourself uh into one well monolith <laughs> in most cases um and you check mostly uh whether it integrates with each other mm-hmm. so this could be uh unit tests although those are more um on on a unit basis so not necessarily integration but uh, that's usually part of this step yep. um and integration tests like uh, end to end tests or um yeah, well, or, or the integration tests of uh, Magento itself uh, as well. So, yeah, um, kickstarting the integration testing framework, um, MFTF, for instance, that's MFTF, also part of it. Yeah, yeah. Cypress IO is used a lot. Definitely, um, yeah, 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 stuff like that. Yeah. So that that's that's the integration part, and um, well, then you have the 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 continuous deployment part, and that's that's where you actually push code to. Um, yeah, a, a test environment, a review environment, an acceptance environment, whatever you want to call it, uh, and eventually to a production environment. Yeah. So what's the C? Because now we've talked about integration and, and deployment. <laughs> <laughs> so why is it continuous? Um, it's continuous uh, when you trigger these actions um, mostly using pipelines, uh, automatically when there's a, a commit or uh, attack release. 
Yeah. Uh, so you, you automate this stuff so you don't have to do it manually. And then um, when the pipeline uh, succeeds, then all the checks have passed and uh, you're fairly confident to be able to put your new stuff live. Um, the main benefit of CI, CD is uh, assurance, uh, more assurance than you otherwise would have to deploy uh, stuff because uh, you have some, you're supposed to have some rigid testing in place uh, that almost guarantees that nothing will break uh, when uh, when you put it live, yeah. if you have set it up correctly. This this is a utopia in my opinion. Stuff will still break. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. However, but yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, so so I, th I think the burden always is um, that it's that it's quite an effort to um, to um, put put it all up and uh, make sure that it's uh, functioning. Um, so what, what what would you say about uh, the costs involved to set up everything properly compared to actually the benefits in general? At, in general, it, it by far outweighs any any cost to set it up, especially yeah. now since all the systems have become so much easier. I remember when we when we set up CI/CD for Magento One like five six years ago, that was painful. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Magento One didn't really um, lend supported. itself. Yeah, no. supported uh, you know building and stuff like that. Um, the tools we have now weren't as great uh, back then as they are now. Um, there were a lot less people working on it back then, so there was a lot less support, a lot less blogs, a lot less general knowledge in general about CI/CD. So I think when we first set up our deployment pipeline and our, our review, uh, our testing environment system, uh, which we'll, we'll talk about later probably, um, mm -hmm. I, I think I spent like three or four months uh, full time on, on building this, on setting it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, to me, like, you're, well, it, it sounds maybe that that you're much more experienced with this whole stuff uh, than I am. However, as soon as I'm using, uh, looking at my my own business, um, well, I'm not busy with uh, projects. Uh, I have a couple of projects, but th those are my own. Uh, then I have extensions. I've microservices. I've got a lot of diversity in there. So my my tool chain is never the same. Um, so it always sounds pretty impressive uh, see, seeing you talk about uh, all of this stuff uh, that, that almost comes natural. Um, I, I, I always feel the other way around that you know a lot more <laughs> about this stuff than I do. I, I always know. see you <laughs> with your extensions. I always see you setting up test environments, unit tests, and end-to-end -end tests. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, but the, the funny thing is a different that take, I guess. It's a totally different take. So for, for, for on my part, uh, the, the testing part is, is much more important because I'm focused upon extensions that are reusable in numerous uh, environments. Um, so therefore, I need, I need a certain uh, guarantee uh, to, to uh, play with. But th that's maybe the, the continuous integration part. So the continuous integration part is on my end uh, pretty important, while continuous deployment... I've got a couple of yeah. scripts doing stuff and <laughs> making sure that everything just works. Uh, so it's, I, I think it's also fair to say that it just depends upon your needs. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe one of the points that I'm, I'm always trying to make with regards to testing, but it's also true for CI, CD, um, is that if, if it's overwhelming at first um, to get started, um, then don't try to, to equal us. <laughs> don't try to complete everything at once, but just start with a yeah. minor simple step and seeing yeah. that step actually um, uh, catch human error, um, small little mistakes that, that are caught by this automation process 
And if you do that once, you, you start to see the benefits and then you can do it another time and another step and, and so on. So what will be the first step in your case? Yeah, so I think actually the first step is to guarantee that the code um, on the hosting or on the local development environment is just uh, managed in a co correct way. Um, so one of the things that, that I still remember of a couple of months ago um, is that um, I, I, I've created this microservice for myself uh, based upon YAML files. Um, and then sooner or later, I, I created a little typo in that YAML file uh, while uh, there was no... Any any kind of tooling that that prevented that typo to uh, to uh, well, go live in production, um, and I only found out about it two days later. So um, the microservice was basically dead, but hidden away behind well other microservices and a couple of websites, and I simply didn't notice it. Um, and I, I should have called that simply by uh, linting YAML. Um, now that that could be part of the the CI the, the CD part uh, as well. Um, but it could also be just part so, of your local commit strategy. So what is linting for the audience? Yeah, so linting, I don't know, like the, the, the perfect definition, but it's basically looking at the syntax of a specific language just to make sure that it's uh, correct. Um, so for instance, if we're focused upon XML, um, well, XML is all about uh, opening and closing tags. So if a certain closing tag is not there, it's it's bad linting. Um Step more complex, of course, we have XML schema validators or XML schema definitions, XSDs. Uh, so that basically leads into that you could also check for the schema there. Um, yeah, and likewise, JSON, uh, if somebody makes the mistake of um, turning a, a single quote or a double quote into a single quote, uh, stupid little things like that. Uh, so for me, YAML would be um, that it's actually not perfectly lintable, but more that you simply have a PHP parser uh, that is able to uh, read a YAML file and, and lead into data originating from that YAML file. Um, I, I think that's not the perfect definition of linting, but at least like, it's a good yeah, step forward. Uh, I, I describe it the same way, yeah. Yeah. So basically with linting, you're much more focused upon the syntax um, so that stupid little typos don't end up um, causing bugs that you then need to analyze, right? I, I think that's that's one of the, the yeah. more peculiar things. Well, per personally, um, um, I'm, I'm a little bit annoyed with um, PHP Storm uh, lately because every time when I'm uh, opening up a specific project, um, it's uh, automatically suggesting to upgrade the PHP environment so that um, if I'm running a project based upon PHP 7.3, um, it's only supporting PHP 7.4, which sounds great, but then I end up uh, automatically generating all these uh, getters and setters uh, based upon 7.4 uh, syntax. Um, and then I push it into production and then it fails for some kind of reason. So that, that's maybe also a good point um, that if you're linting, um, it's not only that you're linting for the, the, the PHP version that you have available locally, uh, but you're also linting it um, in deployment specifically for that PHP version that runs in production. Um, so I'm not sure if you if you personally personally uh, use it also in a similar way to prevent PHP 8 functionality from um, ending up in production with uh, 7.1. Yeah, definitely. We have a PHP linter specifically for each PHP version. Yeah. Um, so we usually put stop files in our project. So in a, in the root of our project, a .php 7.1. PHP 7.2, 7.3, 8.0, 8.1, whatever. Yeah. And then uh, based on that, it will load the 
uh, correct PHP linter and uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll check for any um, methods that are deprecated or not available yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that's uh, basically something that you could uh, do locally, of course, by uh, using tools like uh, Captain Hook and uh, Grumpy um, or Grumpy Grumpy HP. Grumpy HP. Never, never sure how to pronounce it. Um, so yeah, I'm still using it um, in some projects. So with me, um, I'm, I'm focused upon extension development, little experiments. Um, the, the total number of repositories that I'm actively maintaining is about 100 or so. Um, so I lose track basically of, of yeah. where I've configured what. But it seems like you, you guys really um, um, are rolling out Grumpy and, and uh, well other tasks uh, for every single project, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've been using Grumpy HP for, I don't know, f about four years now. Um, we basically rolled our own. Um, since a few months, we started using the MediaCT testing suite. Mm -hmm. um, so one of our colleague companies here in Groningen, uh, they, it's on GitHub. It's an open source project. Uh, so that that uh, if you install that one, it will pull in GrumpyHP and it has a, um, a, a few uh, checks it does. So it does PHP stand, so the static analysis of PHP code, PHP mess detector, um, which is a, um, yeah, a piece of software that checks for messy code in your PHP stack. Mm -hmm. Um, PHP unit, it, it will try to find, um, PHP unit tests, uh, on, uh, some several known locations and, and we'll run them. Yeah. And, uh, PHP code sniffer, which basically checks the coding style we adhere to. Including um, the Magenta 2 coding style as well, so that's uh, set for. Um, I'm from. I'm not so from the Reaper. I can see sure. that it's 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 uh, supporting Magenta 2, but it's depending upon your own configuration whether you um, yeah. want to apply that or, or not. Yeah, so it, it uses the Magenta 2 coding standard from MediaCity again, so MediaCity slash coding standards Magenta 2. Yeah, um, and this is a. I'm pretty sure it's a slightly altered one. Uh, it pulls in. I'm just checking it out. It pulls yeah. it in from Bit Bitbucket slash MediaCity. Oh, so yeah. one of the things okay. that is that, that I sure. always find find harder to manage on a more um, organized uh, organized scale is actually that with uh, PHP Stan and with um, uh, with uh, PHP CS, um, you always can check for things up on a certain level. So that's uh, within the PHP CS, that's the severity level. And with um, PHP Stan, that's, I think, also severity. Yeah, also um, it goes up to eight or something or nine. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's always the question, right? So um, in general, the, the thing about PHP CS in, in combination with the Magenta 2 coding standard is that the marketplace, the official marketplace, is um, allowing for any extension that, that simply just lives up to severity level 10. Um, however, the, the really yeah. interesting stuff is more, more uh, present there with, with um, how do you say that, the lower severity level so that your own code needs to be complying to more strict standards. Um, so personally, yeah. I've got a couple of libraries where I'm sticking with PHP stand level four, which was yeah. kind of like uh, masochistic <laughs> to get there. <laughs> but so, so, we, uh, we also uh, use level four. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and likewise, uh, theoretically, with Magento 2, the coding standard, it, it could also be just tuned, tuned down to a lower severity level, which is basically that it's more strict. Um, to, so the, the harder the punishment if you do something wrong. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. 
Cool, interesting. So if so you, you um, if we have level four, which is basically, I think it's a good average between, um, yeah, t- t- safety and and um, uh, looseness. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, well, level zero is some, some basic checks, and and it's uh, most will pass level zero, um, and then you'll get uh, further along. So so basically, level one checks for magic uh, properties, magic methods, and getters. Um, unknown methods. Um, level three is return types. Level four is um, dead code checking, instance of checks, um, dead else branches. I don't know stuff like that. And then you go way up to seven or eight, um, which which it gets a lot stricter and, and harder to fix. Yeah, um, yeah. but it's yeah. it's um, it's fun to check where in a project you are. Just uh, start with eight, see how many messages you get, and then uh, then, wow. then go down. Exactly, and keep on fixing, fixing things um, until you uh, give up, basically. So that's yeah. my personal, uh, personal exactly. approach. One more thing we do with, um, with the MediaCity testing suite, we actually have, have our own, which is based on this one, but we add some stuff. And one of the, the things we always add is a, is a Git blacklist. Uh, that's also an option in, in Grump PHP itself, uh, where you can um, put in blacklisted words, basically. So we put in stuff like var dump, uh, dump dd because we do a lot of Laravel as well. So sometimes that sneaks in. Right. Um, it checks for print r uh, without the true um, yeah. uh, argument. It checks for object manager. Uh, a name so, like uh, Yissa. Yeah, Yissa. We don't want it in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we check for uh, we actually have a have a check for swear words. And, oh really? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Luckily, my guys are pretty decent, so they never put in any swear words. But sometimes we inherit a project, and then it, it, there are all red flags everywhere with some. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's hey. but that's also a good way to you know uh, make sure nobody uses the object manager in in uh, yeah uh, in, in custom code. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think the difficulty with all of this um, would be to configure it to your own needs. So um, my personal um, um, my personal findings are that that sometimes you need to configure PHP stand in a certain way with Magento, for instance. But then I'm developing things uh, under Laravel. I'm de- de- developing things on Symfony, um, and every time there, there's a different scenario. Um, so personally, I've, I've always found it overwhelming myself um, to just keep track of all of the different configuration and the tips and tricks um, of how I've applied them. And um, recently, I found myself actually disabling Grand PHP temporarily um, because it was just recommending or not allowing me to do any, do any commits if I was not running the, the correct PHP version. Yeah. Um, and I was just so annoyed because I, I needed to fix something. Dash N. And, yeah. Get commit dash N. Dash N. So, <laughs> and that's kind of like the, the difficulty that the more you add on top of it, um, still the more you have to manage. So yeah. um, th- therefore, my, my earlier question, right? Like where, where um, does this pay off? Um, well, and I, th- I think the bottom line is where it hurts. Um, so you're, you're, yeah. you're doing all of this just to make sure that bugs don't end up on production in, in short. Um, yeah, so that, that's where also CI/CD comes in. So we have Grump PHP running locally. Uh, it's it's a Git hook. So when you do a Git commit, uh, it it'll check these things. Um, so if you commit a PHP file, it will only check the, the PHP linter and the PHP stuff. If you commit a YAML file, it will only run the YAML linter and not all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's great, but um, you can skip it by passing dash n, which stands for no scripts. 
Uh, in that case, you'll just bypass GrumPHP and, and commit the code uh, anyway. So to make sure um, that code, uh, when it's uh, not as clean as we want it to be, um, doesn't go into production, we also add these checks uh, in the CI/CD pipeline, which cannot be skipped. Yeah. Uh, so in that case, a developer can skip it locally, but then it gets onto GitLab, and then the pipeline will uh, fail because there's there's a I don't know a swear word in it. Yeah. Um, so a common question there would be uh, where in that pipeline does that occur? Uh, so I, I assume that you guys also have a Git uh, strategy, uh, like feature branches and then. Uh, yeah. development and um, well no longer master but it's called uh, I don't know production or something main yeah okay main, main. yeah <laughs> yeah we, we renamed it to main yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah um, the, the the integration part is uh, in the in the feature branches that's that uh, runs on every feature branch yeah so the 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 uh, static type checking uh, the the PHP stuff I just uh, told you about PHP send PHP mass detector code sniffer um, blacklisted words, uh, linting, um, pdepend, um, yeah, all, the, all that stuff happens in the integration uh, part of the pipeline, and that runs on all the feature branches. As soon yeah. as that gets merged into develop and later on into main, uh, also the uh, integration test will run, and then eventually when it when it gets merged into main, uh, also the deployment part will run. Yeah. So uh, one of the, the interesting things that, that you just mentioned is like uh, I'm familiar with tools like uh, Mesh Detector, uh, Code Standard, uh, uh, PHP Stan, uh, but then there's also the PHP, PHP CPD, so the copy paste detector. <laughs> copy paste detector, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, but but what if if your own code is just looking along uh, perfectly uh, identical to third-party extension? Um, but I don't know. <laughs> how, how would how would that happen? <laughs> that um, somebody copy pasted code. <laughs> yeah. Well, but but okay. maybe to to make it more practical, did did you ever encounter into issues um, where the, the the pipeline failed because of PHP CPD um, running into I, issues? Yes, but not with third-party vendor code. Usually, no, it's with your own code. Let, let's just yeah, with our own code. Yeah. So there's a block here. We need it somewhere else. Let's copy it over. Um, and then oh, we'll refactor later. And then forget about refactoring it. Um, commit it. And then PSP CPD complains like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I see these exact 20 lines here as well. Um, maybe there's an idea to um, inherit or uh, rather, um, what's the word? Com composition? Com compose? Yeah, com compose Com composition. in a different way, yeah. Yeah, so but, 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 you, uh, extract it into a view model or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, but you're saying uh, that there's a gentle, kind little suggestion to do so. But actually, the mm -hmm. whole point is that it's enforced, right? Um, yeah. So, you so first proceed. it's... Uh, no, in, in Grunt PSP, so locally, it's a suggestion. And yeah. then uh, further down in the actual CI-CD pipeline, uh, when it's in the, the, the Git repo, uh, then it's enforced. Yeah, yeah. So th doesn't that lead into um, too much refactoring where actually the refactoring um, becomes more difficult to understand than the original? No. <laughs> it's, it's also a question that I don't know how to answer, but I'm just uh, coming up with it uh, as I go along. I, I, I can probably think of a few scenarios where that might be the case, but yeah. um, I think in, in essence it that shouldn't be the case. Well, so, so for instance, yeah. if, if you create a module in uh, the Magento backend with um, an, an enabled flag, um, then theoretically the, 
the, the configuration, the XML file, so that's the system.xml file in the admin HTML folder, um, would be almost yep. identical with, with about like eight lines of code. Um, so it, yeah. it's depending, of course, also on how strict um, the, the, the copy-paste yep. detector is tuned, right? So that's... That's, um, that's exactly it. You can, you can set copy-paste detector to, I don't know, three lines, and I will complain on every three lines it, it will run into. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, Magento, as we all know, is a lot of boilerplate code. So yeah, it's not yeah. that strict. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to check in the configuration what we have set for PHP CPD, but can can't find it this quick. But yeah. it's uh, I, I, from the top of my head, it's about twenty lines minimum or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm just uh, also trying to remind me of uh, something um, that, that there's always a lot of different tools uh, out there that allow for uh, static analysis, uh, but there's actually this uh, link uh, or this GitHub repository of Exacat. Um, called the PHP Static Analysis Tools, um, which is just listing up all of those different tools like PHP MD and, well, everything basically that we mentioned, um, mm-hmm. but even more. Like, I'm just looking at uh, Fortress. I've used it once in the past, and I'm, I'm not sure if the, the, the project is dead. Um, Fan, which is like PHP stand, but different. Um, so that there's, there's, there's alternatives out there as well. Um, so that might, might be nice to include in our uh, notes as soon as we're uh, publishing uh, this. Yep, but, um, I'm adding them. Yep. Yeah. 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 I, I, don't, I don't know any of those, but uh, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> there, there, there has to be multiple uh, of these, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Well, and then, then, then there's another one that is maybe less uh, important for you guys, but more important uh, on my side as well, uh, called uh, Rector. Um, uh, so Rector, I'm not sure how to define it, but it's kind of like a transformation tool or you could transform things. Um, so, for instance, um, I've been only recently working upon this to uh, write my own code in PHP 7.4 or maybe even PHP 8 syntax. Um, but as soon as I'm publishing that uh, code, it's uh, automatically transformed. Uh, so being released as uh, PHP 7.3 just to make it compliant with as many users possible. Um, so I think for a project that's that's less relevant because um, if a project is is running in real life in PHP 7.4, you do want to make sure that the development environment is also uh, 7.4. Um, but yeah, from the standpoint of extension development, it's kind of like a cool uh, tool. So, so you're saying you're using Rector not to do upgrades, but to basically yeah. do downgrades, so yeah, sort because... of like polyfills it, it automatically adds in polyfills or something no 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 it, it, it really just uh, modifies the code itself to become uh, okay. something different so um so you write php 7.4 code and rector will make php 7.1 code out of it yeah and then automatically branch it uh, in, into git or that's the okay. stuff that, that i guess that's funny i've only ever used it the other way around to upgrade 7.1 oh, to 7.4 okay. code i didn't yeah. even know it could do downgrades well, it's downgrades and upgrades and all the weird, weird stuff. So um, conversion, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, conversion in general. Yeah. 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 Okay, I didn't know it could go both ways. That's cool. Yeah, and and, and apart from that, um, well, we, we began with uh, linting, but uh, yeah, I, I just gave a little example for YAML, and, and we talked about PHP. But in, in general, I think linting is just uh, also one of the the things. You could do locally, but uh, also in the in the pipeline, so CD. Um, it really mm-hmm. becomes um, useful just to guarantee the 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 minimum level at at which the code should be committed um, or should be working. Yep. Yeah. So, so, um, so what is next about 
Well, you you were talking about Rector, which is basically if you look at their GitHub page, it says instant upgrades. So I thought about um, instant upgrades of Magento, which is something we've been experimenting with uh, the past few weeks. Yeah. Um, so, well, there there are two parts. This it's it's not just upgrading Magento, but it's upgrading Composer packages. So um, on GitHub, you have the Dependabot, which uh, does automatic upgrades. Um, that that doesn't exist for GitLab. Which uh, which we use a self-hosted GitLab environment, um, but there's a, an alternative uh, to depend a bot called Renovate Bot, and we've been uh, implementing Renovate Bot uh, in the past few weeks in our GitLab instance, and um, that's that's such a time saver. It it's a, it's really cool. We just um, we we make a, a separate GitLab project uh, in the group of our client called Renovate Bot. And that runs a scheduled pipeline at night, uh, which tries to update all the um, composer packages it, it can. Mm-hmm. So we skip the Magento package uh, because we don't want to automatically upgrade that with Renovate Bot. Yeah. And a Renovate Bot tries to update all the other packages uh, within the version constraints you, you have in your composer.json. Cool, so yeah. every morning I wake up and then I check my requests because they're automatically assigned by Renovate Bot to, to the project lead. So in some cases, that's me. And then I check the, um, the, the change log. Uh, it automatically creates cha- change logs with links to the, the compare on GitHub. Um, then I can click on those, uh, scroll through the code, see what changed, and if I, if I think it's safe enough, then I'll uh, I'll merge it or I'll I'll um, check it out locally and, and, and test it locally. Yeah. Um, so the first time we did that, we got about you know forty, fifty, sixty merge requests per project. So that was <laughs> a a lot to get through. Yeah. Um, but w- once you've done that initial batch, uh, it's it's really easy to keep up with it. Uh, so you don't have to keep track of which um, which packages are updated in the meantime. Um, you, you you stay on a, a continuous update cycle. You don't do it every once in a while. So it's mm-hmm. it's it feels great to automatically update those little packages and, and have little fixes uh, uh, yeah, uh, processed uh, pretty much every day. Because uh, yeah. if, if, if there's a small fix and it's a, it's a patch version for any of the PHP composite packages that are, that are upgraded, and it's a patch one, and I look in the change log and it's a minor code change for some fix or whatever, I just click merge and the CICD does the rest. It checks whether it's safe to upgrade, checks whether it still compli- compiles, and if it does, it just uh, pushes it live. So that's that's been a, a great time saver for us. Also, when you actually get to upgrading Magento, you uh, basically only upgrade Magento and the dependency that it has, not all of the packages you should have been updating along the way, because that's already being done by RenovateBot. Yeah, yeah. So, but but, but you mentioned uh, also that you don't want to do um, the the upgrade itself with uh, Magento itself. So th- that's kind of like common sense in the current state of the ecosystem, like uh, yeah. everyone else. But but why? Um, so is it simply because um, Magento is then sometimes rolling out code that is known to break stuff? <laughs> it's not really uh, it's not the reality that we're living uh, in. But, um, well, y- yes, that's true, but that's not entirely Magento's fault. That that's because no. we do uh, all of Magento agencies, I guess, do a, a large um, yeah, a large part of our job is customization. So you customize based on what you have on the latest Magento version. So if a new Magento version comes out and something's changed, like interface or or uh, an implementation which you did a plugin for or whatever, um, yeah, it'll break. 
So there's no way to automatically, safely, automatically upgrade Magento. There always has to be a manual check for stuff. Yeah. So we don't want to upgrade Magento automatically because there's there's no way we could safely merge it. So there's no yeah. sense in, in automating but, but, that. But th- doesn't that count the same uh, for third-party extensions as well? Um, sometimes, yes, if, if you do a plugin on a third-party extension. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, you, you didn't bump into issues there yet. Um, no, not yet. So we are signing merge requests to the project lead, and the project lead usually knows where modifications are being done. So if they know, yeah. like, uh, so for instance, we have Algolia in some projects. Uh, Algolia is um, sometimes there's there's major updates in their Magento two extension. So we know to be careful with uh, an Algolia extension upgrade because that usually breaks stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's more on a on a per basis um, uh, yeah. that, that you know about which packages could easily be managed uh, this way and which not. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah exactly. uh, Personally, um, I, I I get eager to, to also implement this um, because of my other business case being um, that I would simply love my extensions to be checked continuously with whatever updates are available. Um, so actually, I, I would include Magento updates automatically as well. Because then I want to know whether the current uh, sources that I ship with my extension are actually working together with um, the the greater yeah. part of uh, of Magento as well. Um, yeah, yeah so really cool. Um, That's uh, really cool. So um, another thing I just mentioned, we don't do automated Magento upgrades for Renovate Bot. That's true, but we are trying to do automatic Magento upgrades with uh, yeah our own pipeline. Uh, that's the uh, Magento Auto Upgrade pipeline we're developing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what that basically does is when we create a new branch called Upgrade-Magento uh, version, so let's say Upgrade-2.4.2, mm-hmm. uh, what then will happen is uh, a pipeline will be kicked off that does a Composer update, Magento uh, project, and then version 2.4.2, dash dash no update, and then run a Composer update. Yeah. This uh, this will automatically try to update Magento, and if the uh, if Composer runs into dependencies it can't resolve at that point, the pipeline will fail, and we'll know we ha- will have to update some of the version restraints on the packages, or remove some packages, or whatever. Yeah, or check up on uh, up on something manually because you know yep. that the, the upgrade failed. Um, yeah, so there's a reason. Yeah, cool. So in that case, we just do a git checkout of that branch, edit the Composer JSON, and then push it again. And then the, the pipeline will again start and we'll try to do a composer update. If, if it succeeds, it will commit the composer.log file to that branch. So we'll have yeah. an updated Magento uh, will compose a package. Um, but at that point, Magento will most likely break something. Um, and <laughs> um, that's why we use in the pipeline, we use the ampersand patch helper. Uh, the, the Magento 2 upgrade patch helper. We've talked about this one before. I still think it's underused. <laughs> so um, I, I want to um, point people towards it one more time. Um, but that runs automatically in the pipeline and it will uh, give you an output of all the files that have been changed in the meantime and which of your customizations uh, touch those files. And it will give you a list and then you can walk through that list. Well, actually, the pipeline creates an issue and assigns it to the project lead with all the things they need to check. Yeah, and when they, yeah. they check that, they can update the pipeline again, and then it will run some checks. And eventually, we'll be able to merge that into development and into main. So we'll semi-automate the Magento upgrade, so we don't have to do a lot of manual stuff. Cool, yeah. 
So that's, that's basically leading into um, that you can upgrade um, Magento um, with much more confidence. So th did you guys already use this for 2.4.2, the latest release? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just as easy as somebody creates a branch named upgrade 2.4.2. Yeah. Click click create branch and then wait a few minutes and then in our select, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get a notification whether it failed or succeeded and then we know what to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and then then there's also um, uh, like we mentioned earlier um, that the testing could be part of the story as well. So unit testing, integration testing, uh, but also end to end testing. But then for end to end testing, you also need to have um, a domain name, a temporarily domain name, a temporary domain yep. name to to access the site under. Um, so if if uh, things would fail um, with that upgrade, would that instance be still available somehow? No, not 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 in this automated uh, way. No, it, it won't get there. Um, no. So first we do the, all all the checks, and then we do the build step. And once we get to the deploy step, and this is a, a review environment, uh, then we spin up a, a Kubernetes cluster on Google Cloud Platform, and then uh, we use Docker containers to to push the Magento site there. And then we use the uh, DigitalOcean API to create a DNS A record uh, for our development domain, and it will attach it to the IP we get from uh, Google Cloud Platform. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. And then it will generate an, uh, a random uh, admin user and password. And once that all done, we'll get a Slack notification uh, in the in the client's channel with this information where we can reach the the review environment. And, and then you're then uh, the... SMSing your girlfriend uh, that uh, automatically that you're coming up a little bit later. <laughs> I'm coming later, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it it, yeah. it takes me 28 seconds to get to the coffee maker and back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, um, um, uh, basically, this is already touching upon uh, deployment. Um, so that that's of course the CD part that we're slowly leading into. Um, so um, maybe it would be good to sum up also um, that, that of course there's Deployer Plus, um, which to my understanding is, is right at this moment the most popular tool to deploy yep. a Magento site. Um, and other, other people are using still Capistrano, but um, well, personally, if you're using Capistrano, my advice would be uh, either you're a Ruby developer that loves Capistrano, <laughs> Um, or your PHP developer that doesn't know about Deployer Plus yet. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, that, well, that were that were uh, we uh, like five years ago. We ran into Capistrano, implemented that, and then later found Deployer. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, um, Deployer is basically a Capistrano clone, so we didn't have to ch change a lot. It's just the the runtime changes, but the output uh, and the folder structure, etc., stays the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, Deployer Plus, uh, for those people uh, who don't know it, it's just a variation of uh, Deploy PHP. Uh, Deploy PHP is also kind of like in the in the Symphony Laravel ecosystem, pretty pretty large. Well, there's also Envoyer, yeah. uh, so there's different uh, deployment yeah. tools. Laravel in, in general, bit, yeah. yeah, but in general, the, the PHP uh, deployment tool of uh, choice is Deploy PHP. But then on top of it, there's Deployer Plus. Um, Created originally by uh, Jalagut. Uh, Jalagut. Jalagut. Well, Juan that, Alonso. That, yeah, Juan Alonso. And I, I'm yeah. not sure if you know about uh, pulling a Juan. Pulling a Juan. Yeah, that, that's basically a reference. Um, so if you're if you're going out for a wild night after some kind of meet Magento conference, uh, <laughs> yeah. to, together with uh, somebody named Juan, and then the whole group is leaving when Juan is actually to the toilet. 
uh, making him look for the party, <laughs> making him look for the party like hours later. Uh, that that's pulling a Juan. But, uh, <laughs> All right, anyway. we need to do that when uh, post Corona. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, Juan uh, just uh, created Jellygood uh, or uh, the created Deployer Plus, and I, I, I guess he's still maintaining it. Then uh, there, there's not that so, many yeah. pull requests anymore. But um, uh, anyway, it's a wonderful tool. Um, and and why? Because you're using it also because of the file structure of um, the Deployer Plus. Actually, we're not using Deployer Plus, but that's more uh, of a remnant. When we started using Deployer, Deployer Plus wasn't uh, built yet yeah so we we along the way we created our own um, frankenstein deployer plus but um juan made a much more concise and more generic solution of this so one of the things on my to-do list is to um uh, switch to deployer plus instead of our deployer okay. frankenstein creation well so so personally my my, my favor is actually that that well there's always a specific need. um so in the past i've customized my own deploy PHP scripts and a couple of other um, indications of how things are being organized, and simply just looking at uh, the the, the 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 code of others, um, trying to improve my own version. So, yeah, it's it's just that it's open source. It's based upon deploy PHP, and it, there, there's reasons why it's more elaborate than just using deploy PHP. Um, but I, I think also it's not for everyone. Um, so, so? Um, I don't know. Like uh, there's specific choices being made with organizing uh, all of the different files. Um, and I'm, I forgot a little bit, like, well, <laughs> what kind of issues I, I heard about this uh, in the past. But, well, yeah. My, my personal take is that um, deployment in general, but also therefore CI/CD, is always something that needs to be customized. And you don't necessarily need to stick to a tool like Deployer Plus, just like you guys also created something similar in the past as well. So that that's my main point. Uh, it's all yeah, about okay, the uh, freedom of choice. Yeah, but as long as there there are provisions built in to um, yeah sidestep the, the 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 default route, like Deployer Plus has. But yeah, I think that's that's uh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, and, and and then the rest of the deployment step uh, basically comes up with composer installation, static content uh, deployment. Um, the 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 DI compile uh, also included there, and then actually the deployment uh, itself. Um, so a any comments there, like what is specific in your own CI/CD pipeline uh, or CD pipeline actually? Compared to Deployer Plus, not much. I, I don't no. think so. It's just we. Um, we use to do a git pool, so the deployer will log into the production server and do a git pool on the git repository there. Mm -hmm. um, but we don't uh, want the git repository to be there because we want the files on the production server to be read-only. Um, yeah. So we move to a push-only approach where we create an artifact in the GitLab pipeline and rsync it to the production server and then uh, extract it there and then make the files read-only. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and, um, and, and one of the things that needs to be done as well during deployment is, um, if needed, turn on the maintenance mode, uh, run all of the setup upgrades and turn off the maintenance mode again. Um, yep. So I've, I've been tracking this actually for a couple of uh, projects where um, I, I simply encountered that the setup upgrade was run every time again and again. 
um, as if um, with every upgrade of Composer, there, there were still too many modules being upgraded by simply incrementing their uh, setup underscore version uh, tag in the module.xml file, while it was actually yep. not needed. Um, what, what is your current um, experience there? How, how often is a setup upgrade actually enforced by the, the, the whole upgrade system, while it's actually not really needed Simply because people make mistakes with that set of, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've I've never checked. No, no, no. We when setup DB status was introduced and Magento two point two point something, um, we we implemented that, and I've I've never actually checked whether it does. Um, no, so I've, too, I've, too much I've or been, too little, but yeah, I've I've been implementing it myself, and I've I've, I've just been noticing that um, looking back back at the deployment logs, um, I'm seeing actually that there's a certain downtime simply because that maintenance mode is needed because DB status is just reporting that well uh, that there's something changed, um, and that actually it leads into uh, sometimes well depending upon your setup, but eight seconds or twenty seconds even of downtime. Well, okay. the whole goal is, of course, that we have zero downtime. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I'm, I'm, I'm just. I've, I've never, I've never noticed it. But no. Uh, no. Yeah, I've, I've never noticed excessive downtime or unexpected downtime while we weren't expecting it. But yeah, you know, we do. I'm just looking at our stats. We did um, over fifty thousand pipelines last year. Um, I think of of which I don't know, maybe a quarter of those are deployments. So we do a ton of these because it's so easy, and, and yeah. we never. You know, we're we're fairly certain everything goes right when we start a deployment. So we do it, you know, on a Friday afternoon. What do we care? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we do a ton of them. So and I actually never never checked, but it, we've never noticed any excessive downtime. No, it's it's only 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 something I started to notice um, as soon as I've added to my own deployment scripts um, to add a little bit of uh, a timestamp before the maintenance mode is turned on and after the maintenance mode was uh, turned off again. Um, yeah. And it struck me that um, well, basically, well, to one third of the times um, that I'm actually deploying, um, the, the the upgrade scripts are taking more than, than needed. So there's actually an upgrade uh, of the database happening. Well, I was personally just expecting that I just upgraded a couple of modules. Um, and my, my personal belief in there is also that there's a couple of modules that are using their own um, setup recurring scripts so that they're actually doing something pointless with every single upgrade that you do. Um, yeah. One of them is something I've already tracked down, the Magento New Relic uh, module. So that's hooking into the recurring phase so that every time that you're uh, running setup upgrades, um, it's kicking off its own little uh, thing for so, well, so right. many reasons. We don't, we don't use New Relic, so we never, we always replace <laughs> that extension. So we yeah. never use it. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe good, yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah. then what else is there actually to uh, to consider with uh, CI/CD? Um, well, after actual deployment, we run a few sanity checks. So that, that's that's our latest last part of the process. Um, so some performance testing. We kick off a lighthouse check uh, to, to check the lighthouse course. We do a site speed.io uh, to check site speeds. Uh, we do a smoke test using mm -hmm. Cigar. Um, that reads out a, a cigar.json in the project root, and that, that will check uh, some predefined URLs and their status coded returns. Yeah. Uh, and our uh, second to last step will be security checks. 
So there we do um, the, the PHP security checker from Symfony, or that used to be the Rove security advisories. Yeah, so I've, I've so. been using Rove for for quite some time, but then indeed it got replaced, and I keep forgetting about it. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's deprecated now. It's it's now the FabPod uh, local PHP security checker. Yeah. Um, so that that checks for whether there are known composer packages in your uh, in your system that are compromised that have vulnerabilities, and we do an OWASP check. So the ZAP uh, OWASP ZAP. So that checks for a bunch of rules on 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 server uh, server security and um, cross site forgery request checking and I, I don't know all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, it would so be interesting maybe sooner or later to just uh, dive into security on its own. Uh, which is always like an in-depth yeah. uh, topic. Uh, I think we need to get Talesh on. Uh, again. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I, I, I'm forgetting uh, one step, by the way. The last yeah. step in our case is report check. Uh, so oh, yeah. all the all these tools have an output, obviously, uh, and we combine these outputs into a little little website it generates, and we put that up in, in GitLab pages. Uh, so there's, nice. there's a link the client can check uh, or we or developers can check uh, to see all these reports. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, well, it's just a large, large uh, tree of different uh, steps that you need to take uh, just to make it uh, all a success. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so th- th- that's also why uh, why we're sharing stuff uh, like this. Um, so uh, slowly we, we should be ending uh, the, the, the podcast. Uh, it's always getting late with us uh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we skipped about half of what we wanted to talk about. There's so much here. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, yeah. that, that that simply leaves room for uh, version six uh, as well, right? So uh, yeah, in in a, in a few episodes we'll do uh, CI/CD part two. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. the leftovers, but maybe still yeah. really, really interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, um, awesome uh, little uh, little listing. Um, we'll we'll be sharing a lot of the the different uh, links uh, with uh, the public later on later on uh, as soon as the podcast is being uh, published, right? Yep. Um, yes, sir. And uh, well, any any final comments or uh, no? Nope. Live long, prosper. <laughs> live long and prosper. Build a CI/CD pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that sums it up. So yeah, uh, yeah uh, to, to the listeners, uh, hope you found it uh, interesting um, and hope you um, learned something uh, about it. Uh, we're we're uh, open for debate as well on any of these uh, toolings that we mentioned. Uh, so it's, it's sharing and caring, yep. um, and let us know uh, your own thoughts as well. Uh, but thanks for listening, um, and I hope to uh, see you all back, or uh, have to hear you uh, have you as <laughs> listeners um, for the next episode on I don't know what, but uh, something interesting. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Thanks, Jesse. And thanks, Peter. See you. You. Bye.